0: This is episode 6 of the second season of LOI Weekly. Dan isn't here, he's in Turkey, doesn't have any Wikipedia, so that is not good for him or any of the journalists um, because it it basically does all the research for us. Remember the days before the internet when you actually had to go to the library and all that, but there's no Wikipedia, what with the Turkish... um, suppression of information and so on Uh, but we will talk to Dan later on the show to get a few predictions Um, and as Dan said last week when I wasn't here make sure to unsubscribe and resubscribe on whatever your platform is because uh, here at LOI Weekly we have had a few issues um, with those platforms but the show is fine and it's back on the road. I'm actually delighted with uh, the two lads we've gotten in today, because they're two local lads, and I think they've uh, an interesting story or two to tell as well. Um, It's Ian Birmingham and Paul Doolan. How are you getting
1: on, lads? All good. Good, Johnny, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Paul Doolan, I was actually in bed texting Paul Doolan last night. I texted him at (laughs) 10 o'clock, and he came in. Doolo, I'm well impressed. I have to say, I thought it was a million to one. (laughs) You were obviously forced on the list. What, you know? great? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we did. Uh, we um. I tell you what, I was up in Ballydoyle this morning. Uh, Aidan O'Brien had a flat launch, like the horses. As did you, Burma, the burn with the odds, the odd nag. I like a little bit. Yeah, good Cheltenham. Uh, even enough. Even enough. Yeah. Few lads in the League of Ireland like the the horses. As long as you're
1: not backing on the games, <laughs> then. No, I can't be doing that. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> but um, I was up in Ballydoyle, but I forgot that the clash with the podcast, so I I organisation wasn't great. So we got uh, we were a bit. We didn't know who to get yesterday, but I want to get you on, Paul, for a while, and I'm glad now
1: because I think. Just, that sorry, Johnny, did you just say you didn't know who to get? So I it wasn't really. Exactly. I'm exactly. just replacing. <laughs> but I
0: think the timing is good, <laughs> and we're going to get to that. And we're on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Podcast Republic, and we're at LOI Weekly. Um, let's start with you, Paul, actually. Um, what have you been up to?
1: Um, regardless of football, nothing, mm. uh, Johnny. Just little bits here and there, but nothing in. Um in the league, obviously, no media, no nothing. No, I've been excluded or isolated, I would say. For some reason, I don't know why. What's your anyway. Well, that can happen, though. I've yeah. seen a
0: lot of managers who've gone, like yourself, a lot of managers I can't get over that aren't in the game, now, for different reasons. Maybe Brian Kerr is getting on a bit. He doesn't want any more. But I looked at yourself. I looked at the likes of Pat Scully, managers that, to me and the longer you're out the more you're forgotten
1: yeah well I think first and foremost it's like it's a small league. I mean you've got 10 um, Premier Division teams and it's um, it's difficult and it's probably like you said you're out now at the time I was with the FEI, I finished and I didn't mind being out and I think I've always said yeah like I feel if you're doing your job right and the way you should be as a professional license coach, you're probably mentally tired, as much as players, everything on that side of the game. And you probably need a break. And I didn't mind having a break, to be honest, um, like it was out for a year. But I mean, I'm. I mean, look, I haven't hit it. I'd like a job, you know? Yeah. I think... Um,
0: That's why you got you on. I wanted this to be a kind of a job interview. <laughs> oh, oh, perfect, yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll get to that, actually, because I have a few stories as well about your time in management. I don't know if I can tell them or not. They're actually good stories. I think they're quite endearing. Um, but the results from the weekend, and I will bring in Ian on this, Bows 2, Sligo 2, uh, Dundalk 1, Watford nil. Dundalk celebrating results already early the season like their cup finals, they really enjoyed that, Rovers 1, Pats 0, we got Ian on that, uh, Limerick 1, Cork 1, <coughs> Bray 5, uh, sorry Derry 5, Bray 1, and then Monday, I was going to go along to... The Carlisle Grounds, that was called off. Then I was going to go along to Richmond Park, that was called off. So it was Cork 3, Bowes nil, Limerick 0, uh, Rovers 1. Now, Ian, you've, I've seen a bit of pats this season. You seem to have a lot about you defensively. You're just in a really good place. I, I think you've conceded one goal in the last three, albeit scored one goal in the last three as well. Um, but the Rovers game, just going on the highlights, you didn't seem to create near enough to win the game.
2: Yeah, no, we've worked on that in training, kind of being more solid defensively as a team um, and I think it showed in the last three games we haven't been, we've been comfortable in the last three games. Um Friday night we got comfortable as I said. They didn't really cut us open much. Um, they had a lot of the ball but as I said didn't cut us open. Um one mistake kinda kind killed us. But as you said, going forward we need to improve on that now and we've been working on that this week and, and hopefully we can see the benefits now come Friday.
0: How's Toner getting on? Um I, I saw him in Daily Mount give away a sloppy penalty but he's a good player.
2: Yeah he's very good. Um as I said to Paul just before and um, He's aggressive. He's strong. Um, he's a good passer of the ball. He's a good, for a young lad. He's a very good talker on the pitch as well. He's, he I had him communi- with
1: the nineteens. Um, he hadn't been probably picked probably at the time um, previous to that, and you could see though. I mean, the first time he came, like for a friendly, the, like the things that I was saying was he's a very good jumper. Yeah. He can pass the ball, he's quick, he's aggressive. Now, sometimes that could let him down. He's disciplined. I've already said this. Um, it probably can be iffy, but he's certainly a good player. I've no doubts about that. And I think he probably suits the pats because he can play.
2: Yeah, as I said, he's a, he's a great passer to the ball. And for the young lad, I think he's only 21. He's, right, he's yeah. very vocal on the pitch because um, I play beside him. Like you can hear him talking all the time. And. As I say he's, he's he's an excellent defender. Real, old school loves a tackle as well yeah. and stuff like that. So I think he has all the attributes to. He was very good for me, I listen. have to
1: say. No, I, I, he was, and like then though, there was the elite phase. We played against um Slovakia, Switzerland, and and um, Serbia, and um, or Germany. Sorry, and he um, he missed the second game, which was against Germany, and then he was sent off in the last. <laughs> game
0: Was he in his comfort zone <laughs> against that type of opposition?
1: Well, generally he didn't play, mm. but I think the um, the games that we had played. I mean, I felt he was a good player, and I was surprised that he hadn't been picked. I mean, this fellow's played in the Premiership. Yeah, that's what t- I only going to say. Towards yes. towards the end of the season, mm. of, like for Aston Villa, so he has got something. And as like Ian just said, he's twenty, so he like, there's no reason why he couldn't go back. Absolutely,
0: and yeah. just uh, Trevor Clark is left back in the game, is he? Yeah. So, uh, wh- your left back yourself, obviously, you would be rated as definitely, if not the best left back in the league, one of the best left back. Trevor is a fella that looks like he could still have a very bright future.
2: Definitely. Um, I rate him very highly. I think going forward, he, he's excellent. Um, as I said, I, I think the way they want to play now with Rovers is him down to the ground, getting forward. Um, defensively, obviously, he's not going to be tested that much playing We're in a top team, you know. Um, as I said, we sat in the other night, he wasn't tested much against us, but he has all the attributes to go on, go on another level. I've um, been very impressed from even last year when he's playing left wing. He can play in a number of positions for them
0: He was playing like left wing, left right wing, wing right left, wing, full,
2: left yeah. full, yeah. But I think left full is a position for him. I think, he, as I said, he can get forward excellently. He dribbles the ball very well, and as I said, the more games he plays, the, bet, the better he's going to get.
0: Did you see Rovers differently to what they were last year um, on Friday night? Is there like they're not conceding goals really for one thing? Um, what did you make of them?
2: Yeah, they're, they're a good team. They've got some good players up the top end of the pitch. Um, Graham Boak, who who's excellent, and um, the young lad Cavaney, who's come back as well, is very good. Obviously, they've got Miele as well, and um, they do look they do look sharp up the top of the pitch. As I said, we felt comfortably tonight in the game, um, but um, now they've got some very good players, and, and um, as I said, they're not conceding goals either, which is a good thing. So um, they've impressed so far.
0: Just on Pat's as well. Um it's just, Chrissy Fagan hasn't really hit the heights this season that, you know, you'd expect from him. But is it that he's isolated up front or is it just he just needs to get a few goals? Or Because um, I suppose he, he's such a good player when he's on form. Yeah, I
2: think it's he, he he does find himself isolated, as I said, the last couple of games. We've kind of set in a little bit and when he has ground the ball, it's been closer to the halfway line than where we'd want them up closer. No good to him. Yeah, it's yeah. no good to him. He, he's better up around the box. We need to get the ball up to him, higher up the pitch. Um, and then when the ball does go up to them, we need to get players up there, up often, c- quick. So, I'd say so we've been working on that this week and hopefully now come Friday we can we, we can show that we we can we can go forward as well and then kind of go and win games in regards to... they team with them. a lot
0: of left-footed players, Pat
1: Paul. Pat, they have some very, very good players, but just as interesting to hear Ian saying about them sitting in, it might be okay in Richmond, but if you're sitting in Talladeh, it's very difficult to get from there to there in mm. Talladeh. It's so big and get are up yeah. in support. Uh, Christy and I think probably for me the likes of Pats probably should be going to try and win the games because they're a good side some excellent players and it's just you could probably go back over seen a lot of them last year as well. Always dominated the ball. Always. Yeah. No, it's you not just a get sense that balance yeah. of defensively good and attacking. Yeah. No, it's like, not
2: yeah. a sense of us sitting in yeah. and, and and avoiding teams on us. We, we don't we want to play. We we do want to play. You're as playing well. a good team. But we, we just couldn't get on the ball You know, mm. We do want to play, like as I said, that's Liam's game. He wants us to attack all the time. Yeah, He's, he wants us to get play out from the back. All the right things that we should, we should be doing, but we just as the players we just we just couldn't deal with the other night. You're,
0: you're playing. You're playing. Ro- Rovers have some really good ball players. Like yeah. if you look at their offensive and their midfield Bulger as well. I think
2: once we we've been working on it, once we we, we will get better. As I said, we we've kind of we're solid enough at the minute. Now I think we just need that kind of keep chipping away at different different parts of the game. And I think over the coming weeks you'll see the best of us. Um, and especially going on in. in the future games uh,
0: what, what have you made of it so far Paul like D- Dundalk and Cork
1: yeah. uh, they're not running away with it so far to be fair you know Cork no. had a wobble in Limerick no I think I think probably the game so far Johnny you probably look back to the opening game Rovers and Bows, it wasn't a very good game um, it was a terrible game it was a terrible you? game yeah. of football yeah at the time and like obviously Bowes winning probably delighted with it but I think when you look at them even then I would have said, I didn't really think that they were going to do much Bowes at that time, uh, even though they beat Rovers 3-1. You now people might say, mm, they beat Rovers 3-1. You didn't think Bowes? No, yeah. no. Ro- I mean, Rovers didn't play well. That game, they lost, and yet, if you look at the table, they're second in the league.
0: Bows uh, haven't been going great? Rovers, no,
1: and Bowers are second from bottom. And mm. they haven't won a game since, you know, conceding goals, not scoring goals, you know, so, I mean, I think, if you look at Dundalk too, haven't lost, and no goals conceded and. Normally in any lake. No matter what it is, well, since I've been involved in it over the years, you anywhere, win leagues, you don't concede, yeah, and you, you'll be relegated if you do concede, yeah. That's the bottom line. you won't be up around the top. <laughs> I now, actually
0: thought I thought um, Cleary when in the game against um, Cork on TV. No, I thought Cork were poor. I I, I wasn't actually on the show the next day I thought Dundalk dominated the game, could have yeah, won five 0 yeah, I really like Cleary at the back. I just thought, Jesus, this lad has something about him. He's really strong and he was aggressive on Cummins. He didn't attitudes or ages didn't yeah. matter to him. He was a beast, like, and he actually played them then he another was good against us he was, yeah. he was
2: good again. I've heard good things about him that he, mm. he, he came in actually training with us last year I think it was or with the year before before he was going back over to Birmingham um, and he's come back to Dundalk now and by all accounts he's, he's hit the ground running and he's flying um, he's, he, as I said he's done very well against us but I've heard reports from other people that he's been he's been probably one of their best players up there mm.
1: And um, I mean he must be doing like to be fair doing okay because Brian Garland's been outstanding for them Last few years, wasn't in
0: the squad against Carl Yeah,
1: obviously, he must be injured, Mm. I would imagine. You know, Mm. know? because I mean, he's been very good now. Again, too, I mean, I've dealt with a lot of players in the at the moment, a lot of players in the Electricity League that I would have dealt with at under 19 international level. And to see that, like, numerous players that's playing in the league and go through
0: a few of them there, actually.
1: Well, I think at Rovers, you would have had Brandon Mila at the time, he was at Newcastle, he wasn't really picked at international level, but. He was involved at in our 19 squad and it was a decent 19 squad, very good.
0: You were 19's yeah. manager for six, six years, 2010 to 16. there was. Um, you may have been forgotten by sort of League of Ireland um, fans, but you were actually six years in the game in Ireland yeah, uh, yeah. since you left. Uh, yeah. would say Cork.
1: But you would have had them. You would have had um, Dan. Cleary was there. I would have had, Brandon um, milgram and um, Trevor Clark, uh, Sean Cavanagh. Um, that's that, That's there. Dan Casey was there as well too uh, on Stokes had him on last week well there's a lot of players there's a lot of players that weren't being picked I was just saying to Ian I'm delighted that people often talk about I hear the ex-international saying there's no players coming through well I think the last um, international squad that was picked there was 8 fellas there 5 of them that had never been picked which is Sean McGuire Alan Brown Liam Kelly you may not want to hear that one <laughs> Liam Kelly um, Derek Williams and Matt Doherty were never picked at international level that competitive um, <laughs> thing and it's great Sean Maguire was in the 19 squad too at the time. But what did you make
0: of him at the time?
1: Well, at the time, to be honest, Johnny, look, I mean, uh, Sean was playing at Waterford, and if you had this, the time, he went to West Ham. Um, I was probably more surprised that he went than when he came back at that time, because even before he went, he was um, he was in our squad, and I remember sitting down with him and showing him from. He came off the bench down along for we played the Czech Republic for 20 minutes in the fourth, and I'd normally play for 70, so you get a full 90 whether it's. 70 20 or a full 90, and second game, then not so good. Now, he was young at the time, and I was saying to him, Look, you need to maybe let the ball out a bit, Just a couple of things to him. And at the time, he was, as I said, he was young. And you know, when you're young, some players don't want to hear certain things, they only, you know, they don't want to hear what mm. they need to hear. And um, now, I'm not surprised that he went back because he's been outstanding um, since he came back from West Ham and played in the Air League. His goal scoring is um, but his general game is better.
0: He's turned a pace over five yards. But not only
1: that, his general yeah. build-up play yeah. it wasn't there earlier on. I well, personally, I felt at the yeah. time I had him. So I mean, I'm not surprised <laughs> that he's gone back. He's been outstanding, and there's a lot of pressure. Um, I had Kieran earlier as well too, not being picked um, at um, under age. It might have been picked, but not in their squads as such. And I mean, he's another player. He's been outstanding. It was between him and Sean McGuire at the time that was there. not it mad, yeah. yeah. at the time. Like, Maguire's
0: goals of late, like, jeezine, uh, he's scoring every game at the moment. It's just incredible. They have every chance of the playoffs at the moment. Yeah, I
2: remember when he, he's a serious player, like, yeah. you know, I remember a couple of years ago, we played Cork in the semi-final the cup. I can't remember, I think beat was 2-0, I think it was at the time. And Sean Hall was playing centre-half for us and Sean had an unbelievable game. He was brilliant. And, and he scored Maguire twice. Scored twice points, like, yeah. and he's really strong as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's
1: very low center low center gravity.
0: gravity he, can right, up, yeah. he can grow
2: up. He can up in the air for a he, he can yeah. head headers. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's strong as a nox. He's his movement is excellent. He's he has he has it all really. You know, you can But there's the no doubt
1: though that probably improvement happened here. It didn't yeah. happen over there because it's only he's only been there a year. So I think well, where where, where you did come
0: in? in on that then you know the, we had the podcast with the greatest in the world podcast had Martin O'Neill Elon, and he it was brought up that Maguire was basically brought into the squad after he left Cork. Now.
1: Yeah, I heard it there.
0: I'm not, I'm not saying League of Ireland players necessarily should be in the squad, but like, he was playing, and I would always look at Europe and the games against Dundalk. He was brilliant in those games. He was well able for it. It was like Patrick McElhinney playing against Rosenberg, well able for it. Where, should League of Ireland players be at least entitled to be in, a, in, a, in an Ireland squad, um, or do they need to go abroad to straight away, like once he
1: moves, he's in the squad? Well, I think if you're playing at senior level, the higher level that you're doing or that, the better chance you're having, the better opportunity and the better for the team. But it doesn't necessarily mean that because you're playing here that you can't play. I think there is certain games that I feel that there's a few where Christie League players could play at international level.
0: Why wasn't Patrick McElhinney in the Ireland squad last year? In, in terms of, he dominated a game against Rosenberg. He was very good in the way. like He was brilliant in the league. I don't see why he needs to move, be it to Oldham or whatever, to be considered.
2: I think it's a difficult one. I think some games in this league are I wouldn't say easy, but there's teams that wouldn't be as like like Patrick McLenny would kind of win the game on his own. You know, there's only a certain few games at the top where you'd say it's a real top. It's
1: not a strong league. Let's be fair. Yeah, that's, that's, game yeah. Game you've yeah.
2: got you've yeah. got to understand that this isn't mm. like the strongest yeah. league. But I do believe there is players in it that can, yeah. that can play international level. But I think from Martin O'Neill's point of view, they have to be playing consistently at a at a higher level, high level, maybe week and in then, week, week out, week in week out. Now, as I said, there is there is games in this league where like Dundalk and Cork would probably be. Their, the top two teams the last few years. That would be a real quality game with, with a lot of quality on show. Mm. I think if you're like if you're dominating one of them games like Sean McGuire did, I think I think he's got a hat trick against Dundalk. Like you've you've got to stand up and say, mm. okay, he's a good player. But as it's just consistently at a at a higher level. But I think, I think
1: also too, if you did happen like Dundalk to be in the group stages of the Europa League, I mean that's as good a standard yeah. at a highest level that you can guess well it's and higher I
2: mean,
0: than a lot of international teams you're playing against
1: possibly yeah possibly like,
0: yeah like a, Zenit are a seriously good team team right? yeah. Um, yeah another player you mentioned there Graham Burke I've been so impressed with him mm. um, I'm not sure how high he can go in the game but I, I, the, the left foot he has
1: yeah. and the time he has in the ball how far can he go well, I think one of the goals, was it there a couple of weeks ago, he we got four. I mean, there was nothing happening. Against forward, just Bray. To, just yeah. a from bang. Mm. He has a, a, an unbelievable left foot. Remember forward. the goal he got Hammerable in last year? His
0: left foot with yeah. no back lift. Yeah. Just. Yeah, he has, What's yeah. he like as a lad? He seems, I don't know, a bit quiet. Um, I think, you know, his background is a little bit difficult. Maybe he's come from... Possibly, uh, yeah. He was yeah.
1: involved with me as well in, in, like in the Um Actually, the first year I was there, I had him in the squad that I eventually qualified for the Euros. And in the elite phase. Now he didn't play, he was a year younger, but the next year then he came back and he played. He was in the squad as well. And again, too, difficult. He played one game, I won't say, he had to go off at of half time, nature called, or just during the game. So, <laughs> did he you allowed that, did you? I
0: wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have told Paul Doolan I have to go off to
1: go for a pace. But, erm. I mean, he was at Villa then, he was out on loan at Notts County, I think, and he's certainly a talented player, there's no doubt about Brandon it. Brandon Miller. Yeah. Brandon too, Brandon was very good as well too, I didn't, you know, I played him central midfielder, and again too, we played <coughs> the Czech Republic in Longford, and he unleashed these two strikes from about 30 yards, and I didn't, I didn't realise he had it in him, like I didn't realise, because he hadn't shown at the time. He definitely too, looks unbelievable. This season. he's, he's been great since this he's season. come back, yeah, yeah he um, really has, yeah, and a great lad as well, Easy, right, the way. yeah. An absolute. How was he Friday night?
2: he was very good yeah. yeah he picks up some great positions and as you said he has a great left foot we were talking about that before the game don't right have, foot he's right foot don't him. let him shoot yeah, yeah he puts in from the left and he, and he hits them the well, thing about so.
0: Rovers as well is Dave so many players now that can come into these pockets of, of space that it must be hard to nearly track them because you lose the ball all of a sudden you've Burke Mila you've you've um, Kavanagh like lads can strike from distance lads can play ball
2: yeah now mm. we, we, as I said we, we, were, we were very well organised I think through the night against Rovers as I said all the play was kind of in front of us. We restricted them to little, very little. Um, and then, as I said, it was just a, a bit of a mistake on our behalf to, to kind of to give them a goal. But uh, now, we we were comfortable enough, as I said, but you can see that they have the quality, you know. They they, they do move the ball quick. Um, and as I said, at the top end of the pitch, they've got some really good players, as you just mentioned, Mele, I like
1: think against the weaker teams... Yeah, they, they seem to be able to, to to like to do it. I think they played on dark. It was nil all. They probably yeah. didn't attack as much. I wouldn't imagine in that yeah. game. No, I didn't see it. Against Cork, they lost. I think if they are going to do it, they're going to have to beat Cork and dark. You're going yeah. to have to beat them if you want to win the league. What That's do you make
0: of their management um, team so far? Because they're very young and uh, they seem to be just kind of getting better with the experience. Yeah, I well, I think
1: I think you're right there. They are very young, all right, yeah. I think um, Stephen's not the youngest, is he? Um, Tommy no. Barrett, Tommy Barrett. Tom, uh, Tommy
0: Barrett. And then in Division 1, we've the Wexford yeah, yeah, coach yeah. and the Drahada coach. Yeah. Um, quite young. But obviously, Stephen I, Bradley was, was very young. Yeah, yeah I think,
1: job. personally, I think if you're going to go into management um, or coaching, And you start at the top. I mean, man, like, look, look, I mean, Shamrock Rovers, they're the PSG, the Real Madrid, the Manchester United. That's what they are. Are they, though? Well, their history is there. Their history history, is there. As
0: Stephen Bradley's (coughs) pointed out, they actually haven't won a great deal in the last 10, 15 years. They really haven't. I don't think
1: Michael O'Neill won two leagues. Did he back to back?
0: Michael O'Neill, apart from the Michael O'Neill era, Rovers have done very little.
1: They haven't won the Cup since. Yeah, but the only thing is though that history is there, Johnny. Like, mm. uh, I mean, let's be fair. If you're talking about, you're saying that, that 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 they're coming from there. Well, then that's okay. If you're, with all due respects to some of the smaller clubs, mm. this this club has won 17 league titles and 24 FAI cups. Mm. So they have played in the Europa League in the past. I don't know, is it 2011? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, it has good history. But I always find if you're starting now tough job to go into. exactly yeah exactly and it's okay and people say well i got advice and um the advice was to take the job it's a big job they're big jobs for me if i if Stephen had a, maybe asked me i probably would have said no somebody must be looking for it no because it's a would big job. would you advise them to go down the assistant exactly. role well, or take an easier job first i think you've got to find your feet in management mm. yeah because it is a big ask and as i said that's okay starting um in there but I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things coming in. And when you were starting out as a manager, also doing the pro license, I think, your head is all over the place anyway. Because I can remember starting with UCD. And even then, at UCD.
0: Great place to start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. at the time.
0: We might as well get to a bit of Paul Doolan chat now. Because, <laughs> uh, personally, I remember, you know, when I was following Go United as a kid in and mid-90s, and you were you were obviously getting on a bit at that, even at that stage you're 54 now so you would have been sort of
1: 55 next week Monday 55 (laughs) next week that's another
0: reason we had John obviously Um, but you would have been you would have been probably mid-30s when I started following but you could still you could still run a game a bit like Pat Fennin you could just run you could run a game midfield on bad pitches at that time winter football yeah but you went down the coaching route at UCD. I think player manager initially.
1: That's right, yeah. Player coach, actually. Player coach, because Martin yeah. Moran was there. and yeah. I've always been grateful to Martin for giving me the, um, the opportunity. Yeah. You know?
0: In fairness to you, everyone I've spoken to will say that has been involved. You said your, your big thing was professionalism. And it didn't matter that at the time the league was very semi-pro. You were about professionalism.
1: Yeah, well, I think, um, again, too, probably when I started at UCD, um, it probably was a bit of a... Like Ian will tell you there, he was at UCD. It's a totally different... Um, club to any other club in the Airtricity League, it's run differently. The players are um, recruited by um, scholarships, and at the time it was really like that. It's a little bit different now. They they sign players from outside now. Is
0: there much player recruitment like when or was there when you were there from your? Oh yeah, own well you'd
1: have your um, your scholarship trials. Mm. There there's, 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 there's a weekend where you'd have trials and you'd um, you'd, you'd have maybe tr- um, two or three games over the weekend, and you you try and pick out players. Um, that you think might, might actually do okay. And to be fair, over the years, they produce produced some players. So I think when I did start, you know, maybe the players probably, <laughs> it was a culture shock to them. i say it was more than that now. Probably what I was looking for. Some of them are still them. not right but, from it. But well, <laughs> the only thing I'd say is I do think that they uh, benefit from it. No, no I would, I would have no doubt. I wouldn't be behind the door about saying it. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of them, whether it's football-wise, professionalism-wise. Um, a,
0: there is definitely a good story about you were playing Longford. Uh, it was coming up to Christmas. And um, This was at UCD, was it? It was at UCD, they were playing okay. Longford and um, you, you had a rivalry with Longford which is quite strange at the time but um, it, was, it was a dodgy enough day and they were on the bus to, to Longford and um, next thing word came in the game was called off so the boys were down the back of the bus and they are like, happy days we're going to hit the town when we uh, go back <laughs> so uh, next thing Paul Doolan starts walking from the top of the bus down to the back and the lads are like, oh gee Gonna have us in for a training, (laughs) and now in the morning. So, so you come down, you kind of rubbing your hands together, lads. We haven't had a Christmas party. Let's do it tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You sure, Johnny? This is this is this is the story I heard anyway. And uh, so you're going into some kind of well-known spot around Stevens Green, and um, you couldn't get in. Clive Delaney too young was it too young or too bald and Clive Delaney was a regular so you get on to Clive and you go Clivey Clivey can you get me in here <laughs> Clivey gets him in they're walking down the stairs and you go Jesus Clivey the bouncer knew you very well are you here every week yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but um, in fairness UCD You're was right. the per- <laughs> so it's vaguely true just I remember that Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
1: so actually they dragged me now <laughs> it's a student
0: UCD must have been the perfect hunting ground for you just to get yourself established yeah
1: well I think it is it, it, like it's like anything, as I say, you start off. You now again, too, I wouldn't mind it starting a little bit, um, giving yourself a chance as well. Because I mean, how I do start, you mean? Well, I mean, you're starting right at the bottom, and um, to be fair. But I think at the time the league was was, was actually changing back to the way it is now, a ten team league. And at think, that time, as well, at yeah. that time, yeah, as well. And like Martin decided to step down, so then I was a player um, manager there, and I played there um, for a couple of seasons as well. And then, um, as I said. Uh, Martin left. I took over, and I, I mean it was really enjoyable. I have to say the players were very good, and I mean the players that were at the the the, the club at the time. I mean a lot of them have gone on and played um, within the area. Yeah, story. yeah, very good. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: Just, like, as you said, I think as a player as well, because I obviously started there myself. It's yeah. it's a great place to start off. Um, as I said, there's not a lot of pressure on you really. There, if you if you do well, you're obviously the bigger teams are going to come. But and they play
1: and football or they always did as
0: well? Yeah,
2: like? I always played a, a good brand of football. Pitch know. was
1: excellent as well.
3: Mm.
2: Facilities Balls, yeah, were excellent, yeah. which was a huge thing. The facilities are the best. Yeah. Well, were you the I,
0: old Belfield then or was it Belfield? Yeah, ball?
2: I was there for and then we, no, always. Yeah, oh, it was, Park, it was, yeah. Oh, Belfield Park, was. Fin- it was getting knocked mm. down or whatever at the mm. building just when I was leaving.
0: How did you end up, um, at, how did you start with UCD? Was it a scholarship thing or were no, you? No, no, yeah. I was yeah. playing
2: for Lord's, Lord Celtic and, it was when Paul and, and and that were doing the pro licence and um I was in the the fast course with Harry McHale when we, we were the we were the players for for the lads when they were down there. For the, the practicals, thing, yeah. For the practicals. So yes, we were yeah. down there and we were we were playing in the games and and stuff like that, and then Pete. Man was the manager. He obviously he won. was on the course as well. Pete, yeah, Pete was on the course. There's a couple of a couple. How would you find Pete? You've
0: had a couple of spells on
2: uh, him, so I, I love Pete. He's, yeah. he's brilliant. And I was only saying that he was brilliant for me, and I still I still go around great, and I still chat to him the odd time. And was
0: he old school? Old school.
2: Yeah, he was. He was just. Uh, he just knows how to deal with players. Um for me, he was. He was brilliant. As I said, I was only a, I was on your kid going in, but he didn't treat anybody uh, differently. Everybody was on. The, no matter who you were or what. He was always and the most honest man I've ever met in football. Mm. I can say that. Um he, he wouldn't tell no lawyers. I know man just going kind to of, he can tell a, a few white lawyers mm. now and again. But um no, he was brilliant and as I said, I still I still speak to him the other time and He's a great man for me.
0: Funny enough, Alan Cawley, who would have played under you, he he didn't seem to be Pete's biggest fan. In a recent article, <laughs> he uh, wrote, "Was was
1: a few but, of them, I think." Got it. Yeah, um, but
0: it's funny though. Some yeah. man, some managers like players seem to swear by them, and others seem to hate them. Like you know, it, it's yeah. um, but actually interesting enough. You, know, you spoke about your time under Mike O'Neill as well, um, briefly at Rovers, and he had something about him.
2: Yeah, he 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 was very good tactically. Um, he was excellent. Um, as I said I was only there for the year with him. I only played a handful of games because I was injured. Um but no, you could see you could see back then that, that he, he he had something about him and as I said, uh, tactically he was excellent. Um and obviously then the the, the sessions that they put on him himself and Trevor Trevor Crowley was there at the time were, were excellent. But uh, no you could definitely see that he had something about him.
0: What, what what is it about Trevor Crowley? Like everyone says that his 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 coaching ability is as good as they've had in the league anyway.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. Um I think uh, sessions are demanding. Um, he demands. He demands the best in in, in every session. Um, the standards he sets, um, and then obviously just the, the sessions he actually puts on. Like um, were we were. When are we were, they
0: kind of innovative, or are they like um? Just he's just learning all the time.
2: Mm. Um, I think when he was in with us in two thousand and twelve, um, and Liam wanted to play out from the back all the time, as he as he still does now. Um, and and Trevor, the sessions we have done like we'd have. Probably three, four, five different ways of playing out from the back if he'd set up a little different, like what teams would do to kind of counteract what we'd be doing. But we'd always have um, something else up our sleeve where we'd get out, like you know. Um, and just as I said, the demands he sets, the, the standards he sets in training are, are second to none. His attention to detail uh, is fantastic, and he, he's probably one of the best coaches I've worked under.
0: That's nothing compared to another Paul Doolin story where y- you made them reenact a scenario that wasn't from one of your own games it was from like I think it was a Champions League game and it was like some blunder that an Arsenal player made but you made them reenact the scenario from that Champions League game and they were like this, how does this relate to us but you apparently just the, the situation you put them in in training was all new to them like in terms of scenarios you may face in a game
1: yeah well I think um like was this at UCD? Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I think anyway, yeah. I my think, stories are a little bit vague on the. Yeah, this well, stage. I think um, at the time when I first started, I mean, I take um, clips from many games, uh, even even later. You were big on, on video, yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, before. I Why so. Well, I think first and foremost, the best thing is if you're having um, a conversation with a player, or you're saying to play, "Listen, Johnny, you, you didn't do this," and you say, "Yeah, I am. I did do it." Blah blah blah. There is the camera doesn't lie to be fair. Mm. So if you're doing analysis, and as long as it's the right thing and it's good and it's the right way, well then, I've always always used it and as I said, I've used it from other games. I, I used it under 19 where I take, I took a collection of goals from um, Champions League one weekend or, or one midweek. There was about five or six of them and they were exactly similar to the goals that we had scored with this squad that I had. Exactly this. The only difference was the pitch was a bog and there was no one at it under the 19 mm. level. Mm. That was it. Mm. And it's either for a good reason or a bad reason. And you can show and you, and you can teach players. Why you are you
0: showing goals that you scored, replicas of them in the Champions League? What, what will they learn? Because it
1: shows the players that what they're doing is right and it's the same at a higher level. The only difference is it's not a Ronaldo <coughs> scoring. And
0: and mentally as well, that must kind of well, I think if inculcate if confidence in them. Well, I can do it like.
1: Well, you're looking at it there. That's what I'm saying to you. It's mm. not as if you're just putting this together and saying whatever. Um, and that goes for the defensive side of things or anything. If somebody can show... Um, or well, I feel if you can show things, players don't like it. That's that's the problem. A lot of players didn't. Is that probably, true? They probably didn't. They don't like sitting there. But <laughs> it's just boring, is it? The problem.
2: No, sometimes it, sometimes it is informative, like especially if you're watching back, what like say previous week, what we what we've done wrong or what we've done well, like and sometimes it it, it is good as it sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes well, you're I just sitting it, there, like
1: probably if you're scoring, thing? if you're scoring, it's great. But if you're been... Yeah. Hammered on the defensive side, well, then you probably don't want to know. That's uh, probably the thing. No, but, but it is
2: good, as I yeah. said, like to, to be able to look back at the at the DVD and say, well Maybe we could have done this better, better or we yeah. could have done that better, and then obviously you walk on it in training. Like as I said, you have to, you do have to look back on the on the on the DVD. Like it's, I think every every club does it now, every was team does it that. now. Uh, it's just part 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 everyone stuff. doing it now? Everybody's doing it now. Mm. Well, I'd be surprised if they weren't. Mm. Um, would we, you be we, surprised? We though, an,
1: though Ian. there is a lot of people that I would say that are not doing it. Well, that we, they don't. We they it, don't. They say, "Ah, she'll be all right tomorrow." And yeah, Like to me, they're the teams that you find don't do well.
2: No, we've we've done a lot of it, and as I said, it just show it just highlights what we've been doing wrong what we've been doing good God. and what mm. we what we need to work on and you know, it, it is informative a lot of times. Even points. in yeah.
1: training, too, it can be useful enough yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing something in training, then you see it coming out in the game. Yeah. Same thing. And you show...
0: Even set pieces. pieces like yeah. Set pieces
2: is a is a major part of the game now. When yeah. I,
1: I, Remember when
0: Pat used to be called under the near a set-piece athletic? Because in fairness to Dolan, there'd be games where there was nothing in it they'd win one nil because yeah, yeah. Ozo would get a goal so or something. Yeah, Martin, like,
1: Martin Russell would deliver and yeah, he'd score
0: I, yeah. I, Nothing wrong yeah. with that whatsoever. Like. And actually yeah. in a game, in, in, in this era now where the so little emphasis on aerial stuff like if you can actually if you can score set pieces it's just huge you know I mean
2: you look at Dundalk Andy Boylan Brian Garland, yeah. even Massey's header—they yeah. played
0: yeah. that ball to Massey at the far post. Yeah. Those three, The yeah. amount, of, the amount yeah. of
2: goals they've they scored over the, ratio the years, of goals yeah. and the actually three of them, yeah.
0: Massey's header against Zenit, which would have put them two 0 up, hit the foot of the post, yeah. would have put them top of the group. Brings me back to Europe and the draw experience you had, and before the show you said we didn't lose the game in Kiev that time. We lost the game in Daily Mount where we Absolutely. conceded a goal that I had prepped them against, basically because the player who scored, I told him this one. Yeah, ends. it was
1: this particular player. Yeah, and he. Had yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, in the in the videos that we had watched, uh, he looked like a good striker of the ball, and he took the corners, and it came back to him in one of the games, and he had a strike on goal, and, and again too, look, it looked like he might have been trying to bend it that way, but he put it into the bottom corner. So ultimately, that goal probably cost us not the two-all draw or the ones we missed over there. we were a bit unfortunate <laughs> in, uh, with the chances. Adam Hughes had a great chances, no doubt. Yeah, uh, unbelievable to make it to make it three-two. Yeah, but in then,
0: fairness, Paul, that, that not only that, but your time at Drawe because. Um, you look at Drodd, it's a small enough provincial yeah, club. That was yeah. an incredible achievement, I have to say. Um, not only Europe, but to win the league and be as good a team
1: as you were. Well, just going back to what you spoke about there a few minutes ago, Johnny, about the, um, starting off where Shamrock Rovers have come from. That's okay if you, who had no history. Mm. There's certain teams have history. The top teams, Cork City, Dundalk. If you're there, they have to be challenging. Pats, they have to be challenging. That's the bottom line. What People was your remit when you
0: went in there? What were you expecting? Well,
1: first of all, when I did go in... Um, I was only yet to leave in UCD, but it was halfway through the season. And Again, too, for me, UCD is either a starting point or a stopping point, one or the other. I don't mean that. In any Your year next job break. is UCD, is it? <laughs> 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 but I take at the moment. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, I started there. And um, as I said, it's okay. You'll be hoping, as I said, you might have got a, a club maybe top four. But I think I moved to Drada, who are just above UCD at the time. Yeah, who, who, <laughs> from who did you
0: replace, actually?
1: Harry McHugh. <laughs> <laughs> Harry McHugh, Which was toured yeah. from bottom. So, I mean, the t- like, to be fair, the idea was to stay in, stay in the Premier Division because it was the playoffs and whatever. So we beat Bowe's on the last day. We played really well. Um, from the 20, it was 14 games left. We beat Bowe's in um, um, 2-0. Shells won the league. Bowe's lost it. And we avoided the playoff and the relegation. So that was the first part of it. And I don't remember at the time, as I said, the Atonbury Club had no history of winning, none, up and down, financial problems and as I said at the time, there's no, um, there's no was, point
2: in starting. So what like. was it like there when, the fun, when, obviously, there was a lot of money pumped in and what was it like when it was kind of...
1: Well, from where it started, In this is what I sometimes argue with people and I get, I won't say the word, but I get fed up listening to them yeah. saying about, well, you had this and you had that, but they don't look back. I remember the first day pre-season, the start of the following year and... Um, we walked into the old part, right, the were ever in, the, where the tea was, the, the lady used to make the tea. You walked into the dressing room, mm. it was totally different, and I looked around and the collection of players that I had <laughs> gathered at the time um, Alan Riley was one. Um, do you remember Alan yeah. Royley manager sheriff now with the mom? very good player. John Lester. And basically the rest of the boys that were left from the previous year, and um, you're hoping that you might improve on the um, previous, previous year. Yeah. So we finished fourth. We got to the semi-final of the cup, done, uh, Longford hammered us in a replay and um, so it was an improvement and that's what you're looking for, it's actually you improve in the following year after that then. It was a bit of where we had six players that were full-time, the rest were part-time oh, yeah. but the players that were there, the likes of Andy Moiler and Declan O'Brien and Danny O'Connor, there was a lot of players there who again too probably hadn't trained like the way they were going to train when I took over and it was brilliant for them. Like Again, they tell you, the one thing for me is I'm not bothered if people say, well, I like him or I don't like him. If they respect you, that's fine by me. You don't have to like it. What was different
0: about your training?
1: Well, I had been um, totally different to anybody that was training. Players will tell you, it's to- it was totally different. Um, I spent, through UCD, I spent a lot of time in Holland with a coach called Foppa de Han was his name and um, the late Tony O'Neill. Um, so where where did that idea come from? Then the Holland experience. Well, this is what I'm telling you. The late Tony O'Neill was a UEFA delegate, and he was in Holland for um, a UEFA Cup game or a Champions League game. And normally the, the, the team would be um, delegates wouldn't be interested in training. They would be interested in the social side of it. So <laughs> he was interested in the training, and he got friendly, quite friendly with this um, the coach that was there of the home team, which was Herenveen. And um, then would have
0: been top flight, wouldn't
1: it? Certainly, were yeah. yeah. Champions League at once. A really small club, just like you are talking about, Drada. Buy a lot of players, produce a lot of players. Marco van Basten, um, the other lad that played at Madrid, the striker. I think um, they played
0: Go United in Europe one time. No, Herringvee, no. Groningen no, played them. Groningen, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I'm the Go United um, fan.
1: So he used to come over and do with a coach, And then when I was there, he came over and um, said if I wanted to go over, that I could. So you learned. So I didn't go <laughs> at the time. And then I did, and then I didn't stop going. And he was an unbelievable coach. He won the under-21 championships twice um, in consecutive years with Holland. And he was a fantastic... The, the, the training was unreal. It was tough, and any of the players will tell you, but it was unreal. And it was only in the latter years, and this is the truth, <coughs> in the latter years in the FAI and the courses, they were only introducing it where I had been doing it. And that's the truth of it. I, I did it at UCD, which was only a start of it. Then I trotted it, obviously it got better, and then mm. it got better as I went along, and... Um, Some players can probably come through it or not, maybe, that they just... Yeah, they but the only thing is, even part-time when I was at Drodd, the, the players, like Andy Moyle would tell you, he was that people didn't recognise him mm. because he had lost that much weight and he mm. was in that good a condition at the time. And what an unbelievable player too, mm. and an unbelievable partnership him and Declan O'Brien were. Um, and it just, the, like, like the type of work that I did, and I'm not just saying this, it would improve so many players that we... Like that, we signed the players that were average enough players, not really at the top clubs and not playing Johnny. You know? and, and I mean, that's the truth of it. And, and
0: it's it's arguable as well, then, that like, the strength and conditioning just went up an awful notch in yeah. the league. And even I think you even said that Pats were they probably needed to up their game a bit in that regard and get that bit because just Dundalk so and were so strong. I think
2: Dundalk, like, the they've kind of. Set, they set, set the, the bar, bar kind of a few years ago, mm. um, and I think a lot of clubs start taking it more seriously now. And I think they have every, every club has their own strength and conditioning coach. And um,
0: well, I'll tell you a good story when you're finished. Even at Galway United, they have a strength and conditioning. Yeah, the first I season. think
2: it's every club has them now, and I think it's a big it's a big part of the game the way it's the way it's gone. Um, and as I said, I think every club every club is doing it now.
1: To be fair, though, Ian, I have to say again, to draw it was the first team to do it. That's being honest yeah. with you because I you it's at UCD you, yeah at
2: UCD when, we, when I was at UCD we'd done a lot yeah we, we did it I, I, I did
1: it there too
0: we we didn't was, a lot who, who,
1: who was the guy at
0: UCD that was,
2: oh, was Kyle I think was one mm. of the lads name and another I can't remember the other lads name but we we only trained on a Monday and a Wednesday um, at, at and we'd, we'd, be, we'd be up in the gym on the, on the two days well
1: to be honest I thought introduced a um, strength and conditioning programme in Drott at the time and there was a weights programme and it was a really, um, very, very good to program. Where did you get
0: that idea from? Or was well,
1: it just was some, the physio that was there introduced us to um, a guy, mm. and he put it in place, and he, he was really good. He was very good. And the players will tell you. It'll, it'll just show you, though, the intro. We were training one Saturday, and um, we were up in draw That's where we were based in Mosney. We had a very good facility. Which is it,
0: important as well. You were training close to It was, it was to probably Drada. one of the
1: main reasons. Mm. That, uh, it was so good as well, because everybody knew where they were going every day. There was no change. We had two very, very good pitches, and um, we were training them. The next minute, I don't know where, about five people burst across the, um, the grass. I, I said, what's the story here? And there was um, the drug testing um, people. So I was saying, okay, right, so they said he wanted to check um, some of the players. And um, said, okay, so they did it. Talk of some of the players. They came back the following week and did it again. Because obviously people were saying, they must be taking something. That's <laughs> mad. That's mad. No, not, there's not many people would probably yeah. know that. But you base it on over the four years, probably leading into when we were full time. We played in Europe and um, two, two rounds on the trot, we were in extra time. Now, normally when I look back to um, European football... Clubs in your playing days anyway, po- yeah. Possibly. Yeah. You'd probably be there okay for an hour. Flag. We had extra time twice and we were a better team. To me, we played HJK Helsinki and we beat them in extra time. Mm. We played IK Start, we beat them, went to extra time. Better teams all along. Better than them. finished better than Dynamo Kiev, who were a really, really good side. So we had a really great... It was a good fitness... And I think if you've got a good weights program and your training is good to match it, what you don't want is you don't want fellas getting too big. Mm. And that's the problem. So you have to have a good training um, football side of the game to keep D- them right, yeah. that they're not too big. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it's not a it's not a weights contest, you know. No, like, no, no, you know, so no. So it's no. like it's, you have to get... Do you, do, you, do you enjoy it? Do the players enjoy that aspect of it? Because it's been a new thing. Some,
2: some people do. I'm, I do. Like, I, I wouldn't, I'm not a, a big fan of the gym. And I said as, as Paul says. I wouldn't want to get too big. As I said, my game is being able to be up and down. Like, if I got a bit, bit bigger, bigger so, yeah. I probably wouldn't be as quick yeah. as, or, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be say, able yeah. to What's your, yeah, yeah. your
0: training re- regime week to week?
2: Well, we'd be in on a Monday. We'd do, we'd do a tough session on a Monday. Um, we'd go in on Tuesday, then we'd do another session. And um, Thursday, we'd be off Wednesday. We'd go in Thursday, and Thursday would be um, just preparation really for the game on the Friday bit, do our set pieces or mm. what, what we're going to do on the Friday um, obviously play Friday and we go in Saturday morning and then recover and the lads that don't play we'll do, we'll do a session
0: and your you're local lad last year must have been an absolute nightmare for much of the season um, yeah, yeah I'm not going to lie it was, it was like a
2: disaster really mm. um, and Gave me sleepless nights. It was my fourth year as, as as the captain. Um, I felt a lot of pressure. I, I'm not going to lie, coming towards the end. Um, as we had a great group of lads, to be fair. Um, we never trying to tell, like you know, we were never we were in train. We were never really down on ourselves, even though we were doing pretty poorly. We had a good good morale in, in the in the group, and we always felt we'd get over. But for me, it was. Um, you take a lot of responsibility. It was the first? It was my first year as captain. Um, it would have been the first year we would have gotten relegated at the club and in its history.
0: People don't think about that, is no. They?
2: Um, and but we were always confident. We'd get out, but Start of the season, we just weren't good enough. That's that's the. That's in the to Liam though Le-
0: to was putting faith in some young players that were very promising, yeah. but maybe they just weren't quite ready or.
2: Well, Young Darren Marky played um, the fourth half of the season, and he was our best player, I think. Um, and he was only he's only a kid. He's like, a smashing player. Yeah, he? he's excellent. We've got a lot, player in the league. Yeah, really. we've got, yeah. We've, got a, we've got a great group of young lads at here who have a, a real chance of of going forward. What well, went
0: wrong last season then? I just, well, just don't enough. think we
2: are good enough for the first half of the season. I think Liam done great then and, and and obviously the owner giving them the, the funds probably to to bring in lads like like likes of Killian, Owen Garvin, Jordi Balco was brilliant for us, mm. the Dutch lads. Um, yeah. mm. There was a couple of other lads that, that he brought in and kind of gave us a bit more experience and a bit more quality really because we hadn't got enough quality I don't think. Um, and I think the second half of the season we went on a great run. At, at, I think our second half of the season form we were up near the top of the table really if... Um, but uh, no, it was it was just really relief when we when we did kind of stay up. But we were always confident, as I said, we had a great group of lads there. We were the morale, the morale was always good around the place. Um, but uh, it was as I said, we felt a lot. Of, we've I think we all felt a lot of pressure, kind of th- a bit th-
0: This season you just seem I don't know, you seem a better side. Like just you're not going to concede many goals. No, I think
2: uh, I think we've we've been set up well. We've we've like um, the Gerard O'Brien's down the coach and Martin Doyle. Um, they've they've set us up well and and. We, we we look a good unit like as I said defensively, we're looking alright as I said we just need to chip away now at the as because Liam as as you know he's he wants to play football he wants to get forward he wants to score goals that's his that's his philosophy, um so we just going to need to chip away at that now as as uh, going win games as opposed to not losing them like you mm.
0: know, like, um w- one of the players I think that's I don't know I think he's totally unheralded if I were a manager in England I'd be taking a punt on him in the morning. Um, is Lee Desmond I just think uh, he's, he's a role the, there, back there isn't he <laughs> as a defensive midfielder or a centre I'm not sure what his position is yeah. I think he's a brilliant passer of the ball excellent actually. on the ball yeah. um, but he seems again like a fellow with Toner beside him it Just this could be a big season
2: there's a lot of young like Lee is, is excellent as you said he's quick he's 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 excellent on the ball he, he's a great leap good header he's aggressive um, him himself and Toner have, have struck up a the decent partnership at the back there. Um but we've got a lot of other good young lads like as just we spoke about Darren Markey who's excellent. We've been another young lad coming into the team. He played against Bowers, uh, Jamie Lennon, who's mm, like, I thought he'd a
0: great game actually, yeah.
2: I think he's only eighteen. He's a terrific mm. player and you'll see probably see more of him mm. as the season goes on. Um James Duner, mm. another excellent player. And um, so we've got a lot of young quality there and as I said you'll have likes of Simon Madden who's been who's probably one, probably the best right back in the league. Conan Bourne who's Christy Fagan we've got we've got a got a lot of quality in the in the team so as I said, we just need to kind of get that balance, right of as it, going to win games as opposed to not losing. You know, we're not going to play for draws. We want to go and win every game. Um, What's
0: realistic though, for you this season?
2: Oh, we have to go for Europe. Yeah, without and um, the Cup. We've got to go. F- we've got an aim for the top. Like you know, you hmm. can't be. As I said, like the la- over the last number of years, we've played in Europe every year. Just listen to Paul Tom out there. I love playing in Europe. I think. I've, I didn't play in the last year, but the previous seven, eight years I played in Europe every year, and it it kills me when it comes around now that we're not in Europe. So it's got to be an aim an to get back there. And as I said, we've got we're kind of rebuilding now. To we've, we've got to go back up there and challenge for trophies because we we had a bit of a successful time there over the years, and we won a we won a couple of trophies, but. There's no doubt we need to go back there.
1: I think the ten-team league is difficult all right, yeah. but I also think for the Dublin clubs it's even worse when you look at the the derby games. Bows, Rovers, Pats, there's a lot of derby games there. Yeah. You know, like you four of them, and they can cost you um, points. You know, yeah. you'd want to be doing well if you're playing someone four times you'd nearly want to be beating them three times and yeah. drawing with them to, to, to sort of be yeah. up there so it, it is tough there's no but doubt when you look at the it, results
2: yeah. even like Limerick yeah. go and get popped by Rovers I don't know it was, it was 6 or 7 or was it Dundalk beat them, Limerick lost them. 8 8-0 and yeah. then they go and they draw cork 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 yeah. then, and, you know, and, and then 1-0 the Rovers it's, it's, yeah. it's, teams mm-hmm. are going to be beating each other like as I said they'll only kind of you'll see that probably the difference probably come Toward round. I don't
0: know. Counter- well, well, I, I, well, well. To I, be to be fair, Bray have been uh, Bray have been very bad. They, yeah. I don't know how they drew John nil, but I think with Bray, I, I don't think I think there's a morale issue there. Looking at them in Derry, they were disgraced the way they played. Like yeah. the attack. Like uh, anyway. But I think with a couple of players they brought in. But it, does, does uh, there is uh, obviously rumours this and that about the Bray situation at the moment. I want to ask you: w- Would would you get involved in what is universally considered a basket case for club at the moment? Would you go into that? I know you want to get back into management but would you be available um, if, if,
1: if a job came along like that? Look Johnny uh, like again too I think that's it's, it's a hard question to answer simply mm, because, because it's, it's not, not available it's exactly. not available and with and all due respect yeah, to Mackey I'm not saying he's out No, yeah. no, job No, no, on. no, no, no. And it's, so, uh, like it's something that I've always prided myself on that I wouldn't mm. cut anyone's throat for the job yeah. it's not my style it has been done down through the years and I think was it was a Michael O'Neill actually we were talking about him he, he, he didn't he say in the paper there not too long ago about some people that bad met with him and that's just the way it is but again too you know there, like, there is no job if there was a job it might be different Would you
0: take a first division job?
1: Uh, like again too look I mean I think if you're talking about a manager probably like myself I think the biggest things that I've got is good integrity and honesty I wouldn't I wouldn't be disrespectful to anybody and not talk to anybody mm-hmm. a few people have been to me over the last year clubs club owners and that and they've I been mean, disrespectful
0: yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. In, like I, I as felt. in they wouldn't they didn't consider you for a job? No, no, or? no, 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 no.
1: Oh. I might have spoke to one or two of them and I never heard from them for two years. And you say to yourself, I could understand um if I did something or said something and I wouldn't um name them. Mm. But as I said, I wouldn't be disrespectful to anybody. I'd speak to anybody. I wouldn't be disrespectful to anybody.
0: Yeah, so the the, the one thing that would Maybe worry me if I were to appoint Paul and I'm the chairman of a club. You've been out of the league for a while now. So the league has moved on a lot since you were last involved in many ways. You've been involved with youth. Has it changed to the extent that you would find it a bit difficult to kind of adjust? Or do you think... In you, what I, terms? Um, um, so I, I think we've had the Dundalk run. and We've had... Um, this become a proper, a proper kind of football and game, summer football... Totally bedded in. You have a 10-team league now. Um, it's definitely changed in seven or eight, the seven or eight years. You've not been there. Could you go back in? And you, do you know the league well so enough I, to
1: say? Oh, well, I was
0: about to say. Have, you, have you lost any kind of, I suppose, knowledge of the league? Or are you there week in, week out watching it? Well, I
1: think when, for a, I even say, there, I think the best way to answer is there's people in it who can't get results. They're in it for the last 10 years. Mm. So, so, another, so, so, we know, so I know every jobs. player that's probably floating around. I mm. know the players that, um, coming through who are very, very good. Um, and Actually, that's okay. a
0: big point, though. You, you've such a knowledge of the players you listed that played under you, they're not the hidden gems that did play under you as well, that maybe have been a bit lost to the game as well?
1: Well, Possibly. But I mean, I think um, if I went back in, like, look, Johnny, I, I'm not sure if you're saying that. Um, I don't play football. Any of the teams I've had have always played football. Oh, I, always. Would,
0: that's, no, I wasn't saying that. Out. Well, you no. play football. <laughs> no, so yeah. the game
1: hasn't moved on like that. I think I could, Okay, certain people might think they're reinventing the wheel but not really. There's and a I lot more
0: passing the game than there was seven years ago. Without yeah. a shadow of doubt. Well, to me, I anyway. think if
1: anybody looked at my teams, mm. um, maybe your teams. But well, yeah, but that's fine. But you, you, I mean, you ask me, mm. have I been out of the league? What's your philosophy?
0: What's, what's, what's your philosophy? Is it? Is it? Is it pass the ball? Is it? Are we start in defence and we we take it from there. No, but I think.
1: Or, have always been you have to have a good balance. Mm. You have to be able to attack and you have to be able to defend. That's mm. part of the game. So you can't say we'll defend and don't attack, you don't win games. Mm. You can't say we well, just attack and don't defend because then you don't win games, you lose games. So I mean you have to have a good balance and I think any time any team I've had, whether that's UCD, Drogheda, Cork City or um the under nineteen national team, have always been the brand of football that they've played has mm. been excellent mm. and successful as well too and that's not only here the European results have been very very good at, uh, at against better opposition I feel and now at the moment I think people talk about slows playing in Europe and that have been great uh, absolutely brilliant um, in the Europa League there's no doubt about Rovers the time before that it seems like to me at the moment is we start off here and we play teams from Iceland Luxembourg and that's fine it's the steps after that when you're drawn against a decent team if you're not good you mm. don't seem to be able to get through that's the problem on a regular basis yeah.
0: you must miss the European action like Ian as well when when you see the, the games that they were playing in last season and the, I suppose Stephen Kenny was really lauded in tw- 2016 you must miss that because you were
1: Incre- and rightly so I mean, yeah, but like you were, were incredible in, you yeah. were
0: incredible in Europe in fairness uh, yeah, we punching did. above your weight
1: yeah well I mean I think when you look too as I said I mean we played one team um, in Estonia actually same as Cork City totally different team then because obviously not only was Ireland flush with money so was Estonia and other mm. countries you had some really good players and I remember at the time when I was after a lot of people a lot of journalists used to say ah, too, uh, like um, uh, too defensive a team and not really blah blah so they interviewed the the, the team from Estonia and they said these are not like a British Isles team he says they're not like that they don't play like that which is
0: exactly what the Alkmaar coach I
1: think said, said about Dundalk the about yeah, yeah. yeah and in
0: fairness Ian <laughs> Buckley was I think he was one of the first to bring in that game where you passed the ball I remember yeah, but years but ago I think like, he was yeah, yeah. to
2: tell well, when noise force forced on St. Pat's when he was at Fingal, actually, he'd he done it as well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know playing against him, but at St. Pats, he, he brought like we played out from the back, all. and we still do. Like, that's the way he, that's, that's his philosophy, that's the way he wanted it done. And he was the first, um, kind of to do that. Like, and I remember we played for St. Pats and Pete was the manager over in Ukraine. And Carpathia, Lviv, they were called, I think, um, they were by far and away the best team we ever played against. Mm. My god, we
1: was. actually played against them when I was at Shelton.
2: They were they're probably the best team we've ever played against we didn't. We barely touched the ball we barely mm-hmm. touched the ball and I think Danny North was up front I don't think Keith he, like, he didn't, definitely didn't he got must, took off a half time they yet.
1: must be, have been good because
2: we beat them when <laughs> I was <laughs> in yeah, the they, were, they <laughs> were serious they were, they were brilliant
0: but I don't know watching it from from a fan's perspective I would love if I were a League of Ireland player just to be playing in Europe and oh, yeah, it's yeah. actually some in some ways it's a bit easier because you do get a bit more time in the ball at times yeah,
2: you? yeah you've got to be patient mm. um, and then obviously you've got you've got to defend well as well because when once they're up and around the final third that that mm-hmm. movement and the ball moves so quick. Um, but uh, now it's it's brilliant. I, I love it, and as I said, I miss it. I miss it terrible, to The honest. I think it's
1: great. It, it is great. It's different now, though. I think that the, the, the way for structured it now, it gives you that opportunity maybe. Like progress years ago when we were playing, you might draw Benfica or you might draw um into Milan, so it was always tough. The right? money
0: is huge as well now, all Like, that's, oh, it's you know, huge, it's, it really it's, it's a it's massive incentive, uh, yeah. you know.
1: 250 around for the Europa League and 500 for yeah, the
0: Champions League. The guy, like the guys who in, got involved in Dundalk, I think they're saying, well, once we get into Europe,
1: we're financially kind of okay for the for the year. Like, but uh, yeah. in in your times, were wages a bit ad Was totally different. Mm. I mean, at the time, probably in um, the earlier years, it was. T- Totally different. Now I couldn't tell you the 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 the, the salaries of players now, the current mm. things. So, I mean obviously you'd have a rough idea at some of the top clubs and obviously it drops down. But I mean I think if you're getting into the, the Europa League, the group stage I mean it's fantastic, the the financial rewards and Dundalk, like it's been brilliant. But again too, you hope that someone might do it again. Um, this year when it comes along, but it's it's still tough. No matter what, it's still tough. Yeah, it's
2: tough when you get to them, as you as you said a couple of minutes ago. When you get to that third round qualifying round, it, it's, it just the level goes up again. Yeah, but like, even the
1: second qualifying rounds, yeah. if you look in to be fair, like even last year when Dark played Rosenborg, tough. That's yeah. very but difficult, you know. We played in my shells too when I was yeah. there, and they had been in the Champions League nine years in a row. Mm. Like in the group stages, but you look at all
2: these leagues around that you think, like, like even Latvia, like, you'd be thinking, Oh, it yeah. wouldn't be great. Or even like, we played a team from Bosnia a few years mm. ago, and you're thinking, like, mm-hmm. you've never heard of even these clubs, and, yeah, yeah, like Kazakhstan. Yeah. We went to Kazakhstan, we played a team in Kazakhstan, but they're all top quality, technically. but The
0: technical aspect is improving in Ireland, good. isn't it? Like, yeah. the players are coming yeah. in, the young players are coming in, they're passing the ball more, yeah. No, yeah, definitely, you can Are, see are you hoping it. for the future?
2: Definitely, yeah. What I see in your team, especially with the young lads like Darren Markey, as I said, doing it, all them young lads, Lee Desmond, Kevin Connor at the back, they're all excellent, you know, they're technically excellent. Um, it's just the game understanding, I think. Um, a lot, a lot of the young players, I think, um. That needs to, that needs to be better, like understanding the game a bit more. You know, like understanding the positions a bit more because I technically they're excellent. I actually
1: think some of the other players need it too.
2: Yeah, well, to, to <laughs> yeah. To be honest, yeah, are yeah, yeah, probably right there I as mean, well. Ian,
0: if you if you just happen to be foisted into uh, a Paul Doolan kind of run club, would you be uh, would you be happy enough? Be, to, be careful, uh, Ian. Be careful. careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will, will, will Doolo be good enough to to come back into the game in the near future? Do you think?
2: I'm sure, he will. He, as I said, he's been. He, We've just talked about he's been successful at every club he's been at, in the mm. international team as well. So I'm sure um, he, if he does go back into whatever team it would be, he'd be successful.
0: And you, you, you do give me the impression you want you want to get back into the game because also the longer you're out, the harder it is. Well, I think get
1: back. look, I mean, as I said already at John, it's um, it's a sm- it's a small league, right? And it's hard to do. I mean, I'd like it to, um, to get a job. I mean, you study as a, as a professionalizing coach for probably five years. It's it's tough work. It's hard, and then. You become a coach, and I mean, I think I'm good as a coach. That's the bottom line.
0: Lloyd, last question for you: So you've to sign four players um, in your new club—any four <laughs> players: keeper, defender, midfielder, and, and front man.
3: Fair and, to say, and you,
0: you can think—you can think about that while I get to <laughs> Ian. You're playing—you're uh, playing Limerick at the weekend. Um, yeah. The club that are actually proven hard enough to beat, despite probably modest expectations from everyone else this season.
2: Yeah, now it'll be—it'll be a tough game. Every every game is tough in this league, you know. Brendan um, Clark. Clarky coming back, he had a worldly against us last year as well, <laughs> I think. So uh, we, we've, we've got to try and put a few passing this weekend. But uh, now we, we'll be going to win the game, as I said. We have to start going and try and win games. need to score got, more goals. need to score more goals. You need to get up there create more chances. And As I said, try going a little run. As we, we we beat Bowers a couple of weeks ago. Then we went and drilled with Dundalk, which was a decent result. Just Rovers coming there. We let ourselves down a little bit on the ball, especially. But defensively, as I said, solid. Didn't look like can see nearly. Um We've got to move it on now. We've got to push on. We've got to uh, bring a bit more intensity, a bit more quality going forward into our game.
0: Best of luck for the rest of the season. Thanks um, very much. One local lad to another. You're from around the Coombe. Uh, very local hand, John, player, yeah. more or less where I'm yeah. living at
1: the moment. Have you uh, thought about the question? Well, again, too. I mean, I, look, and I think um, Graham Coons has been a good signing yeah. for uh, Cork City. That's your striker. Yeah, I think he's been, um, he's a fairly good player. He looks fit and he looks good. And you like your fairly goal. No, but I mean, he's strikers, yeah. I mean, he's fairly, he can score goals. He's a good header of the ball, good strike of the ball. The goal he got against you in the first game of the season, the volley, was it? Got to uh, get to midfielder no he, he buried it. Midfielder, um, man in your
0: own mould.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think when you look at the, the Cork teams, um, I mean, um, sadly, he's a good player. Not really midfielder now. Well, he's we're number ten. We're looking at centre. It depends midfielder. on what
0: way you play. Yeah, we want a centre yeah. midfielder. We want the swine of the team here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think when you're looking there, um, probably around the league again too. I haven't seen every team playing um, uh, so far this year. So yeah. I mean, I think it's difficult. Paul Keegan, he's been Paul Keegan. All yeah, he was excellent. Yeah, yeah. When, when defender. Was the defender was. Um, just thinking there
0: it can be a left back.
1: <laughs> 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 I won't be getting my eye anyway. Trevor (laughs) Clark, (laughs) Defender. um, Some
0: good centre-backs in the league
1: at the moment. Oh, there is, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, certainly is. I mean, I think um, Pats obviously have a couple. Kevin Towner. You uh, like Towner? Well, he was good, I have Mm. to say. I thought he was a good player. Um, Mm. Surprised probably that he ended up coming back because of the the, the few games in the Premier League that he had. and You know I mean? He really was good for me. Keeper. Um, Keeper was. mm, There's a few keepers. Um... Supple at Bowles. Um, yeah, seeing Shane playing there. Yeah, he's been decent too. Um, Mark McNulty. Cherry's a good goalkeeper too. Cherry's a good yeah, keeper. keeper Second-choice yeah. keeper. Yeah, he's decent. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Great, yeah, it's yeah. great for Cork to have that side so to sort of um back up. And, I mean, Mark was very good too mm. over the last couple of years. Um, Mark McNulty. So, yeah. You know, I think there's, um, there's a lot of good players in fairness in the league. I, really, I think the biggest plus has been... Uh, summer soccer, the pages. couldn't agree more with you. Couldn't pages, just yeah. You look back
0: at the old footage of the, the, the bogs he used to play on, you know, yeah. and it's been a huge difference. Um, but thanks a million lads for coming in H- happily enough. Uh, you have to go back to work now, have you? Certainly do. Yeah. Did you let them know you were running late? Don't say anything, this is not yeah. live,
1: is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, you have a day off, in A bit off, yeah, happy, happy day. So, uh, lads, I really hope you're back in the game soon. <laughs> I think you're being badly missed few <laughs> few coaches out of the game at the moment in Ireland that some may or may not come back I think you will um, badly miss and uh, hopefully you're back soon and Ian best of the rest of the season thanks very much and now it's back to normal with uh, Daniel Macdonald uh, joining me albeit from Turkey and uh, Dan is here to I suppose talk about how Turkey is going and also um, we'll go through the fixtures for the weekend and hopefully we'll have a, a clean round of games unlike the weekend just gone and we'll go through the first division results and fixtures as well. Uh, Dan, no Wikipedia, I believe, over there.
3: No Wikipedia, so it's the the quality of research has plummeted dramatically. And um, as I sort of sit here now, there's a there's a big Turkish flag staring at me um, outside the hotel window, and and they are everywhere. And you know they like to they like to make their presence felt both in the real world and and the online one, I guess. So mm. Wikipedia is no more. So no references to people's ages or former clubs in any of our uh indo copy this week, you might know it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and um it's actually in fairness, I, I, I love uh, I love my visit to Turkey, but how are you getting on over there in general?
3: Oh sure, it's grand, Johnny. You know, um, I I I I endorse uh training camps in March really, um <laughs> and and would, would feel they would become a valuable member of the calendar. I mean, people people have negative comments about send international football. I, I've completely changed my view. I uh, I think it's, they should totally embrace. Um, I mean, it actually is. It, it's grand. Like it, There's actually a bit of a freshness around the Irish camp this week um, because there is so many new places and new faces, sorry, and then you bring it to a sort of a warm weather environment. and in some ways, you're sort of, trying to shake off some of the cobwebs of the Denmark defeat and the misery that, that accompanies that. And in, 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 in a certain way, this isn't probably the worst option. Um, mm. Maybe if there was a game in the Aviva, half full, a bit of anger and resentment or, or something still lingering in the air, it would be difficult, whereas this is something different. And I mean, there is obviously a huge sort of League of Ireland team here as well. I mean, of to Shawnee McGuire this, this season yesterday. Um, and and there's obviously other members of the group, um, sort of from a league background, and maybe haven't haven't played that much. I mean, Alan Brown, okay, he wasn't involved that much. He, he was really a youth player when he left Cork City. But and um, there is there is that presence. Sarah Hogan is, is is here as well. Um, and and there there might be something people can can take from this game in in terms of some kind of hope for the for the future. Although, I mean. It, it, this all sounds great in theory when you're watching people training and so on. It might be different in, in practice when yeah. they try to
0: apply it to a match. Dan, I'm going to actually mention the first vision results and fixtures and bring you in on a couple of issues that uh, I think are worth mentioning here. Shells 3, Longford 2, Galway 3, Cabo 1, Athlone 1, UCD 3, Wexford 1, to 8, uh, Cove 0, Harps 2, Athlone 1, Cavantilly 2 and uh, the fixtures upcoming as well. Uh, are uh, we have Drogheda versus Galway on Friday night a game I should hope to get to Shells against Cove UCD against Cavan Teeley Finn Harps against Wexford and Saturday uh, the Midlands Derby but the Midlands Derby whereas it might have been uh, something to be excited about before really isn't at the at the moment and just on that loan Dan I mean they have an outfielder um, playing in goal against Cavan Teeley in a league game on Monday um, that's not good and neither is you know the, the the two harps players, the two O'Connors, been in the news for the wrong reasons as well, front of one of the tabloids today.
3: Yeah, well, I mean that's a separate issue of I mean, you know, indiscretions happen, I suppose, um, to all sports stars and all walks of life, and that's not really a league issue. It's just an O'Connor problem, and and leave them to it. In terms of the out loan thing, um, I mean it's a joke, and it's embarrassing. And when people say we should cover the first division more, and and you know, then you can point out well. Actually, you know, things are happening there that certainly wouldn't happen at sort of a, a good amateur level in, in in Dublin or around the country, or, or really, you know, <laughs> um, many many pub teams. You know, that you you, you get your keeper out there, and uh, it, it 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 destroys the image. You know, I mean, the the problem that the first division faces really coverage wise is that you were trying to establish it as the the second-highest level of football in the country. But we have touched on this before. But I even with Jerry Rowe last year, that actually you know, there's a lot of people who probably could play at that level and, and just don't want it for yeah. whatever reason. Maybe it's, maybe it's not worth it to them. Um, you know, the travel is an issue. Um, and I guess, you know, how does that change? It is, it is actually it's sad because I think there's going to be a strong first division this year at the top end and there are teams doing their business right. But. I you think know, it's, it's a bit like, like though
0: it's a bit like North Korea where it's punishment guilty by association and you've Henderson tweeting about it you know we're trying to do as much as we can and then you've stuff like this.
3: Yeah, exactly the point. Um and there really is no positive spin on it and uh, I mean the, the situation at loan it's, it's a different kind of problem to last year but the general theme remains the same that it's a club in crisis, it's a club that is lacking direction, and when something like that is happening, things are not right. And there is no there is there is no good way of explaining this. There, uh, I know there might be individual circumstances related to those players, but you shouldn't be in that position. I mean, you have them, and, and, and like one of the positives you know about last year is that the under-15 team you know performed so well, won the the national league, and um, we have underage teams all the way up. I, I sort of don't understand why. Someone you know just couldn't get thrown in, albeit if they were very young. But at least it's a goalkeeper, and, and this isn't a story. Um, oh, I know, and it's uh, a story that only brings
0: shame on everyone. Shame, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, we're now in time for predictions. We've about a minute each or so for each game, and um, then we'll wrap up uh, what's been a good show. Um, let's start with. Bowe's against Bray on Friday Dan obviously there are kind of rumours about Bray um, not being a happy camp and all that and you just wonder what happens if they lose to Bowe's you know and, and in fairness to Bowe's they could do with a win as well
3: Yeah I think when when Bray you know when you have a situation where a team that was lauded last year I think for a through adversity, you know, and they worked in in difficult circumstances. And you have a situation against Derry last week where the opposition goes down to 10 men and then scores four goals against you. They really do start to worry about that team. And I mean, Bray needs someone else to get sucked down into the mire with them at this stage. I mean, Limerick were the main contenders. Both have struggled since since the first week. Um, but really, you're looking around at your brain Bray and thinking, well, who else can we get involved in this? And Bows probably are one of the targets because, I mean, they are closest to them at this stage. But I just can't trust Bray to, to pull it together at this point. And um, I, I feel Bowes will win.
0: I'm a home win banker as well there. St. Patrick's against Limerick. Um, we could have had Brendan Clark on. We'll have him on um, in due course. We obviously, we turning to Pats and in fairness, Dan, neither of these teams scoring nor conceding an awful lot at the moment. So, are we expecting a low-scoring game?
3: Well, I mean, Limerick are conceding an awful lot in certain matches. I mean, they've conceded an awful lot in two away games, although interestingly, not on grass. So, like, do Limerick players have some kind of aversion to artificial surfaces that turns them into some kind of leaky, uh, uh, sort of inept outfit that that, are, that have actually been solid enough and. Opened another match I don't really think it's. I've ridiculous. always uh, think...
0: performed best on grass myself well <laughs> just,
3: mm. yeah and, and quite often an inchy tour as well
0: yeah uh, um, P-
3: Pats against Limerick Pats against Limerick and um, I, I at the same time you know you do wonder as the market field to sort of neutralise teams uh, but that have visited Limerick too and that, that may well be the case it's not I mean, good Pats at the, the moment have Pats have to come out of their shed a small bit more I mean just, just, they've played them off and been hard to beat they've played Rovers and uh, probably by all accounts, I mean, I wasn't at that game, I was at the Dark Waterford, but, but by all accounts they had to approach it uh, cautiously. Um, and it's certainly a new p- factor in their personality this year in terms of making themselves a bit tougher to beat than we've spoken about on the show before. Um, but at home to Limerick you need to show the positive um, attacking side of your game. You need to get your better players on the ball and, and try and play the game in the opposition half. And I think they are capable of doing that against Limerick. I I think, in terms of where they're going to be at the end of the season, I'd imagine Pats will be a fair bit ahead of Limerick and Pats at home to Limerick should beat them.
0: Pools panel says, home win. Home win. Consensus. Yeah, I'm going to go home win as well but I wouldn't at all be surprised if Limerick nicked a draw there and if they go 1-0 up, um, I don't know, Pats just don't look like they're scoring a lot of goals. I think they are very solid. Now, uh, presuming the weather is okay uh, in the RSC, there's going to be a bumper crowd, I would imagine, for the visit of Shamrock Rovers, who have been eking out a few nice 1-0 wins of late, and Dan, this is uh, definitely the game of the round.
3: Yeah, I got to see Waterford for the first time last week in the dark, and I was I was pretty impressed, particularly when, now, like, there was a part of both elements to um, their approach, but, but at the same time, uh, they were missing Akinade. They were missing Courtney Duffus. They were missing the boy Ari, Um, and they were. You know, Paul Keegan was only able to play on the bench, I think so there were concerns about the the pitch for him and for Duffus as well. So they they were light up front, and um, but they, you know, they got Brandon Webster, centre half, the, the boy Abora. Uh, I actually he was decent, I have to say, in front of them. Uh, maybe ran out of steam as well, but, but you, you look at their side Gavin Holohan as well, and then some younger players that people mightn't be as familiar with. Um, And I have to say they they look pretty decent. This is the benefit of a team coming up that's full-time. They look like this is a full-time professional team. So they're they're not inadequate really in terms of their condition or the organization um, and I think they're a good addition for the Premier Division because oh, sure. they're as strong I think as some of the teams that are up there and um, so I, I fancy them against Rovers on Friday to, to, to certainly not lose the game and um, I just I just think you know they're a team with a strong spine that is capable of doing an element of containment and if they have some of their better forward players back and um, giving giving Robert some problems. Um, and I'm gonna go gonna for, go a, for draw. a draw. I'm gonna look <laughs> go for I'm, 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 balls. Balls. I'm just gonna say you No, know, well, I mean, yeah, no, I I probably am feeling feeling there might be a draw because Rovers obviously have improved considerably some those in round one, but this could be a good game, but it might be one where there's not a huge amount between them and I hope it's entertaining but it might just be more of a uh, I, a a chat I, 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 a thriller but
0: i think there's too much quality on the pitch for it not to be fairly insane as long as the pitch is okay down there um which i'm 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 sure it is and last but not least Sligo have had an awful lot of home games and they've been very attractive games actually for the home fans as well and here's another one Dundalk coming to town i can't help but feel Dundalk are going to win this game purely because they're not conceding goals and um they just they're just they're dominating a lot of games as well um so, a way win for me. But what does Dan say?
3: Oh, no. Well, look, look, so we're in a bit of bother here. I, mean, I, I definitely feel that's going to be an away win. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced about Sligo. Like, I think if the Dolphs don't concede, uh, they're going to win, really. Um, although, I mean, there was a spell in the Waterford game where they were running out of ideas a bit. Um, and and eventually, they got a bit of luck as well. And the, uh, there would be this slight period of teams that figured out how to frustrate them, if not to actually hurt them. And... Um, but I expect them to go and win. But, Johnny, if we have four identical predictions, then, like, what what is the point of this segment? Like, we're going to have to basically decide which prediction do you feel least strongly about uh, uh, and, and which one are we going to abandon? I think we're going to have to abandon one each, right? So, I'll go for a Waterford win, but you're going to have to change one of your other ones just for the sake of that. Uh, I'll go for I'll, I'll go
0: for a pass-Limerick draw then. Limerick, just uh, under Barrett, might go there and frustrate pats a little bit but like the lock of the week okay. would have to be well the lock of the week is, is, is a double really on, on Bose and, um, and Dundalk uh, it's very very hard to oppose either of those really isn't it um, yeah. you know, and, and
3: the story of the week was Johnny Ward buying me a three course meal last Saturday with his chapman winning Yeah, so that, well, was a, that was a moment I, I,
0: I, spent, uh, I spent this morning, as I mentioned, at Bally Doyle and um, Clemmie was there, who I advised my ex-girlfriend to back for the Guineas there last year, which she did at 25 to 1 and it's going to pay for some of her wedding, not to me, in June or July or whatever it is. Um, but she was there as well. So it was the three of us in Union Ace. So I was very drunk. I decided I was going to go on a bender on Saturday after Cheltenham. It was a surreal experience, Dan, that, that whole meal, but it was, it was lovely, actually. Lovely.
3: It was, it was, it was a beautiful moment and... You, uh, your, your generosity just set me off for turkey and good spirits. And Absolutely. thank you probably
0: for this. And yeah, yeah. well, thanks very much for that. And um, our fans, of course, on the show can uh, send in your pics, uh, hashtag steak dinner too, at LOI Weekly. Dan, um, I'm going to just wrap up the show in your presence because it just feels right. It just feels right. To, just like it felt right. It, felt right, right to buy you Make dinner and my ex girlfriend the other Johnny. night. Um, yeah. Not sure it was right to go back to the pub after the dinner. Anyway, um, that was episode six of LOI Weekly. Real, uh, genuine thanks to Paul Doolan for coming in quite late, um, even though he's a local uh, guy, as is Ian Birmingham. I thought the guys were great, and um, thanks to Dan as well for taking the call in Turkey on his away trip, and looking forward to some good games at the weekend, and we shall be back with a... Standard show with Dan and I uh, for episode seven next week and chat to you then. And this was brought to you in association as ever with airsports and independence.